Welcome to the Scale Model Podcast. In this podcast, we aim to entertain, inform, and promote the hobby of scale model kit building with interviews, reviews, and news about the hobby. The podcast is available bi-weekly where your favorite podcasts are found, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. You can also get it from our website at scalemodelpodcast.com, where you can find show notes, photo gallery, and so much more. You can also subscribe to get notifications on all our updates, new episodes, and video content. Please support the Scale Model Podcast on Patreon. Patreon supporters enjoy early access to content and exclusive contests. Your Patreon support helps us to offset hosting and other costs to bring the podcast to you. Welcome to episode 130 of the Scale Model Podcast, sponsored by Cult TV Band, Sean's Custom Model Tools, and Return to Kit Form. I'm one of your hosts, Stuart Clark, and I am here on a very cold, going down to minus 14 Celsius, or worse, Canadian evening from southwestern Ontario. Also, just maybe about an hour down the road, where he's going to get the wonderfully brisk winds off the north shore of Lake Erie, where things are chilly as always. Or at least this time of year, Mr. Jeff Highland. Hey, how are you? Yeah, it's definitely cold out there tonight. We woke up to snow on the ground. First snowfall of the season. Yeah, we had a light. I don't know how much you guys got. We had a light dusting. Same. Yeah, thing. light dusting, but I still had to clean the car off before yeah. we could go out on the road. Yeah, so. we had to scrape. I had to scrape Alicia's car because she was off and about. And there's a snow squall warning tonight. All right. And then from in the area of Chicagoland, where the weather usually arrives 24 hours before it's here, so we always blame them, Mr. Terry Measley. Uh, we're just all ahead of you guys. That's all it is. That must so be far it. ahead. So and far ahead. So far ahead. And I bet the dogs are loving are loving <laughs> they, the colder weather. They we we took them to the park yesterday morning, the, our local park, just to run around, and then it's snow all day. So they were in and out, and two of them know how to open the sliding door. So oh dear. yeah. In and out, in and out, in and out. But I still got plenty of time over Thanksgiving weekend to uh, to play Diablo and to do some modeling and work on the Christmas birds. And the dogs dogs were exhausted right. at the end of the day. And... That's right, Christmas birds coming up. Yeah, well, that's right. Yeah, I saw, I also saw the video of of you messing with them when they were outside. Oh, were that inside. was a, that was yeah, that was almost two weeks ago. I was yeah. cleaning cleaning the uh, those doors, and uh, it was. It was like a fish tank there. Oh, uh, I'm I'm using a wet rag to clean up the the the, the nose juice off the windows <laughs> and all this stuff, and they're just like following it like Tetris in a tank. Well, that you know, <laughs> and amazing how 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 quick that puppy's growing. Oh, he is. Yes, yes, adorable as always. So, yeah, so we've got a great show. We've got a special guest. We had a pre-recorded interview. We interviewed uh, George Shalitas a little bit earlier, so you're going to be able to hear that. Don't forget, thank you to all our Patreon and Buy Me a Coffee supporters. If you want to support the podcast, uh, check out the show notes at scalemodelpodcast.com, and that has a link to those. It really helps us with the hosting fees and and all that stuff, like everything else in life, everything, everything goes up. So an absolute ton of different news, more shows. So the welcome show in our area in Guelph was on. Uh, none of us made it. I don't think you did, Jeff, did you? No, I didn't. I'm no, sadly, I, I couldn't this year. Uh, but again, an excellent turnout. A lot of members of our local club went and uh, they had a good time. Uh, some good kits on the table. So uh 
the official face group group from the Wellington County Modelers Exhibition. Uh, I got some pictures from there. Some of these we've seen at other shows, but other uh, uh, other unique things. Oh, oh thanks for saying that. That's uh, now I finally know what Welcome stands for. Wellington County Model Wellington Mod- County Modelers Exhibition. I think that's a yeah, good good for them. Good Jeff, good acronym. Okay, and that might be our show our show episode title tonight. Jeff learned there, something new. Uh, I almost never happens. Almost never happens. We'll see. But they have some <laughs> they had some good they had some good kids there. There's a nice Corsair there in in uh in Royal Navy scheme that I liked and a few other ones. So. I, I really like the the I guess it's Godzilla with a rather mischievous expression on his face and a nuclear explosion behind him. That's what yeah. happens when you have an atomic burrito. Yeah, oh. okay. that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen it in a couple other shows and it's always done well, but yeah, that's a, that was a really good kit. So yeah, that <laughs> looked like it was a good, it was a good turnout. Unfortunately, I didn't, I couldn't make it this year. Uh, so again, there you go. So, what else? Uh, a couple other announcements. Uh, I did hear from IPMS Alamo Squadron in San Antonio, Model Fiesta 42, hosted by IPMS Alamo Squadron. They're based out of San Antonio. will be held on February 10th, 2024 at the New Brunfield C- Civic Convention Center in New Brunfield, Texas. This year's theme is Under the Union Jack, All Things British. Uh, wow. Pre- I know. Pre-registration nice. is open and all the show details are available at modelfiesta.com. So there's Model Fiesta 42. 42. They've been doing this since 81. 81. Yep. One of the longer wow. running shows. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. So definitely check, check that out if you're interested. Our good buddy, Chris Meddings, uh, fellow podcaster and good buddy. I had a nice chat with him on the weekend, actually. Um, he's got a new book out uh, from Inside the Armor. He's focusing on a particular diorama. So this one is called Glory to the Heroes, Anatomy of a Diorama. So basically, it's 14 pounds, and he's basically going through how we did a specific diorama. Uh, so he details a full build, sculpt, and paint of his of his diorama called glory to the heroes. And it's got a couple of different pieces of armor and, uh, you know, basically showing, uh, how he did it. It's also going to feature previously unpublished reference images of destroyed Russian armor in, 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 in the Ukraine. And we seem to see more and more of these images because more and more armor seems to be ending up, ending up that way. Oh, was that my outside voice? Sorry. (laughs) Um, in addition, 10% of the profit will be donated to help friends fighting in the, in the Ukraine, this is a pre-order and will go to print in January 2024. And again, if you've ever seen some of Chris's other books, this is simply amazing. Fantastic reference if you're building uh, dioramas, armor, uh, particularly modern armor, some beautiful work he's got. I love I love what he's done with some of, some of the destroyed stuff. I think sometimes modeling a destroyed armor piece is actually much more difficult than, you know, building something brand new, fresh from the factory. Well, we're going to see a lot of real-life examples over the next few years, I think. I think we are, definitely. I, so think, def- I, think, too, I think, too, if you're if you're listening to this and you're thinking, oh, I don't want to just get a, a book on just one diorama, you got to realize this is a diorama. It's got three different uh, vehicles in it in yeah. different stages of decrepitude yeah. and a whole bunch yeah. of figures wandering around. Sort of, it, it, it's a, it is, um, this is going to be like a master class. Exactly. And this is what's nice. Beginning to end, beginning to end. And I think that can be handy. So, yeah, yeah, I think I, I, this is intriguing and, uh, 
I don't know. Is Chris also building in the uh, Musaru? Yeah, he finished his Musaru. He's 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 already heard me rant about it. He's got an actual. I I'll find the link for it because he just posted another picture. He built a he he built his up as a destroyed truck, your old truck, and just did a you know again fabulous job. I hate him. For sure. It. But it well, is, the one good thing, the one takeaway, good takeaway, is that he didn't write a book about building the Musaru. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God, or else we'd all be screwed. I know. <laughs> I know he, he he's of course he finished first, so all the other fellow podcasters called him a bastard for that, but in a good way, in a good way. Yeah. Um. No. In the only way stuff. that that could be a good way. Yeah. Fabulous stuff, and it looks. You great. could still do yours upside down in a ditch. I'm. I know, but you know, <laughs> I got. Destroy, I got ideas. Just rolled over. <laughs> I know. I got ideas. I got ideas. We'll see what happens. Um. So yeah. So definitely uh, support support chris there uh you know he he is a professional modeler this is how what his bread and butter is so yeah yeah it's good all right and then also another show i have good friends at ipms vancouver they had their annual 51st you're talking about long shows 51st annual model show at the bonsar recreation center they did theirs in burnaby and their official ipms or their official ipms vancouver account has an absolute ton of pictures Always a good mix selection at IPMS Vancouver. They've got a really diverse group of modelers and just some fabulous uh, links there. I've thrown up on the, uh, on the show notes for the Facebook page. I particularly like, like the Herbie, the love bug in the dune buggy jacked up configuration. That was a fun one. Um, Yeah. Just simply some beautiful stuff. They had a great, they had a great turnout. I heard, and uh, yeah, always a popular show. So yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of very inspirational photos on this site. So definitely, you guys go out and check it out. It's worth looking at. Some very good stuff. Tons of figures. Well, tons of everything. You know, tons of everything. it's it's an actual fair representation of the hobby across the board. Yep, exactly, exactly. So definitely. Definitely check those pictures out at scalemodelpodcast.com. And then what else do we have here? Uh, oh, yes. Our good friends at Horizon Model. They had a contest to celebrate their 10th anniversary. Um, we announced it a couple of months ago. Uh, so they did post the winners on their Facebook page. So Mike Mikowski of Arizona won this year's competition, um, who in his own words is a longtime space exploration enthusiast and builder of scale models of historical spacecraft. He built a model of the Mercury Atlas depicting mm-hmm. the Big Joe launch. And he also used the leftover parts to build a separate Mercury capsule. Uh, these kits are beautiful for real space. I know our our good buddy, uh, Dave Goldfinch, at On the Bench, uh, loves these mm-hmm. kits. They're an Australian company. I've got a couple. I believe, Jeff, didn't you order some? I've got the, the Atlas and the Redstone. Yep, That's I've right. got both. So, so you mm-hmm. ordered some too, and they are releasing some more uh, new items. We I think we talked about it last show. Uh, so definitely uh, check them out. So yeah, all sorts of here. Canada was represented. Glenn, Glenn Colley, uh had a heavily modified Atlas DICBM. Uh, Glenn's, uh, Glenn's IPMS uh, um, Ottawa, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Yeah. Yes, he is. So, yep. Yep. And we had Frank Fisher of Germany and also Jack Oliver of, of Michigan. So, mm. some awesome, uh, some yeah, awesome. Yeah. And these are, there's some good presentations here from, you know, yep. just the, the, the block and patch sort of thing to, you know, an external, uh, a museum piece yep. displayed yeah. outside. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, the photo, I like the, the photo, maybe astronauts' wives or something like that. Yep. Yep. 
that was pretty impressive. Yeah, that's astronauts wives presentation. Yeah, that's that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, and I think we pointed out they are they are going to be uh, releasing the uh, 72nd scale Atlas Aegea coming soon. That's their next. Oh, one. nice. Be, uh, yeah. It, it be, always yeah. makes me happy to see real space stuff yeah, out. Yeah. Some very, oh, yeah. very cool stuff. OK, this is an interesting one. So I came across a post and someone had mentioned in one of the modeling groups that AK originally was saying AK was was going to discontinue their current generation of AK real color. That's their lacquer line. Um, We don't have a lot of it in our area. I had to order some originally from Winnipeg and then the closest store up until very recently was Toronto. And I'm not a big lacquer guy, but a lot of people raved about it. Really good matching colors, especially before their AK Gen 3 acrylics came out. So Mm. I contacted a couple of sources. So apparently what it is, is um, they're just continuing some of them because they are going to be re-manufacturing some. So basically, I believe 96 colors are going to be discontinued from the RC line. They discontinued it back in May because of them being slower sellers. Hmm. Uh, This is, again, from another hobby store that posted online out of the state. So I'm not going to give away my source because I don't know if they're authorized to post this stuff. Um, But basically, this was planned and they are going to be doing a new line will be available in February. So I think the best thing to realize is if you're a real fan of the RC colors, you might want to check with your local supplier. Uh, see what's being discontinued and if you feel like it maybe stock up now in the past i know their ak from gen 2 to gen 3 um, the colors were compatible they just slightly made them better and i'm sure it would be the same thing but again it's a news item and we thought it would be appropriate because i do like the ak line of, of 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 colors so i thought it would be appropriate yep so there you go Okay, and then speaking of Chris Meddings, I heard back from Chris Meddings as well. Remember, remember, we were talking about his, his uh, the brand new A twenty. Yes, and we we're talking about the yeah. nose weight. So, Chris, where the hell do they put yeah, it? <laughs> so Chris, Chris listens to all the podcasts when he's working. So he reached out to me and he said, "Well, there are actually two molded pieces sandwiched between the nose gear bay and the hull sides." Okay. So that I think we kind of we I think we kind of thought that was the case. Just yeah, yeah. At the, you can kind of see them, but I will, yeah. I'm not familiar enough with the A20 to know if there was yeah. something there. It was it was yeah. nicely confirmed. He said it was a beautiful build. Um, you know, I'm so nice, tempted by nice that 30 second scale. I really am. And he says it's a very a good build. Buy. Terry. It, it is, and I will build. be buying multiple of the 48 scale when they yes. eventually do release it. Yeah, which is the only reason I'm not probably going to buy the 30 second no he says it was a very very good 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 kit so thanks chris for letting us know as always and you're still a bugger for that bloody moose real build but we love you anyway all right new announcements of course i'm going to start with army's latest 148 (laughs) scale hurricane of course Uh, you are of course i am because i I haven't even started the current one uh, so this is the Mark II B, otherwise known as the Hurra Bomber. Um, this is one we were expecting based on what else was on the sprues. Um, there's some additional aftermarket here. 83 U.S. at Hobby Link Japan. Um, some night fighter schemes. So, yeah, just again, if it's Arma, you know it's going to look just good. Yeah, uh, was bonus. it widely used as a fighter bomber? Yeah, in the In the desert, North Africa, yes. Okay. Yeah, um, bonus 3D printed parts, masks, and three new de- de- decal choices. 
Um, so you've got RAF, RCAF, and the PAF. Beautiful masking. Um, yeah, RCAF Warmwell, so Royal Canadian Air Force, 402 Squadron, uh, RAF 253 Squadron in the, in the Night Fighter, and then the Polish Air Force, uh, Church Stanton, August 41. So again, some nice, some nice choices of decal schemes. I love the way Arma, when they do their their press releases and do their their bits, they include a lot of period photographs of the subject. Yes. Yeah, and they're really good pictures. I mean, I, 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 I when I was building the P fifty one for the Mooseroo last year, I went to the Arma site and they had tons of photographs awesome. of yep. the kit of the kit options, the deco mm-hmm. options that they had, and uh, it was really really helpful. Yep, exactly. They always do some nice stuff. Okay, next up, uh, Border. Uh, They're bringing the latest Leopard tank in 135th scale. So this is the German uh, Leopard 2 A7V. It's going to hit the market early next year. Uh, No pricing announced yet. Expected in January. Uh, So that's that's the brand new one, isn't it? That's the brand new one designed for... uh, combat and urban terrain a total of 20 vehicles were provided for converting it involves former dutch models returned by canada germany um the last one remains of a reference vehicle so yeah so they're basically upgrading all these and that looks like a brawler doesn't it it does yeah short barrel low profile you see the second photo this is Scroll to the second photograph of the one going through the mud grounds. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> what, is, what is that on the end of the barrel? I think it's firing. It's well, a it's, light. Like if you if you scroll up to the first picture, the barrel yeah. is a lot wider. They've inserted yeah. something in there. Maybe they inserted wonder, maybe a light. It's a training. Maybe, maybe it's, it's a laser a thing. thing yeah. Or, yeah. That's yeah. what I was wondering. Yeah, if it's a laser training bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at because mm. it's got it's got yeah it could be, um, yeah. but yeah. Or it's or it's, or it's got freaking lasers. It's got freaking yeah. lasers. Freaking yeah. lasers. Freaking yeah. Freaking lasers. Nice. So total of fourteen plus another four. Uh, completely new armor package. Tungsten, titanium, as well as nano ceramics. Uh, so yeah, just you know, um, Danish armed forces are running it. The Germans yeah. are running it. The Danish are going to receive a total of forty-four. Um, so yeah, so uh, they already brought the A6 out border, but yeah, from the three, the, these are 3D CADs, so you can see what's what's coming. Uh, nice. it's the exterior only kit, um, right now, you never know. So, right photo now. etch, yeah, photo etch, and all sorts of goodies. So, yeah, definitely, if you're a leopard fan, this is going to be on your must on your must have list for around January. That is a sharp looking tank. The leopard always was, yeah, it's it always was. was. I've always liked mm-hmm. the leopard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, I love kits. Uh, two kits for, again for armor. Uh, an M3 Grant medium tank for fifty-eight bucks. This is the M3 Lee officially at medium tank M3. Uh, so it was based on two names, based on the turret configuration. Mm-hmm. Tanks employing U.S. <clears throat> pattern turrets were called the Lee, and variants using the British pattern were known as the Grant. For those who didn't know, some nice couple of different schemes, two different schemes, painting and marking guides, lots of parts, 19 sprues, 640 parts. Oh, yeah. Assemble your own tracks, of course. Photo etch. You know, it looks good. looks good. It's a nice little kit. Nice little casting. Nice opposing Civil War general names. Perfect. (laughs) Yes. And then they also have the M... 
or the M1014 with M747 semi-trailer. So this is, you know, when you have your M1 Abrams and you want to, and, and you want a quick way to get it to the front line. So, you know, a little bit like the modern version of the Dragon Wagon. Yeah, it's a tank transporter. Tank transporter. Yeah. Tractor trailer. Very nice. Big, big kit. So this is the German one. Uh, configured as a prime Ooh. mover. One scheme, obviously. Model length, uh, just over half a meter, 50 centimeters, 550 <laughs> millimeters, 55 centimeters in size, 780 parts, metal chain and steel tube included, 17 sprues, detailed uh, multi-directional slide molded cab, full drivetrain assembly, suspension units, hollow rubber tires. Uh, so, yeah. And this looks wow. very nice as well. So. I'm sure we'll see a few of these on the diorama tables eventually. I That's wonder. nice molding. That's Isn't really that nice? nice. Isn't that nice? Yeah, yeah exactly. Nice. Okay, I saw this one out of uh, MM Zone. This is kind of cool now. And again, I'm not surprised this is already here. Uh, so the site's in Japanese. So if you've got your auto, auto, if you're using Chrome, it'll auto uh, translate. This is the Infinity Model One Touch Fully Movable Tracks. So this is for the Panther. What happens is it's 3D printed and it's attached to the base on one side. So you literally, you know, you don't even have to assemble it. The thing comes in like one part and you just assemble the ends. It's got some pins. You can cut it to length. Um, so, yeah, it does not. Require That's pretty assembly. wild. Isn't that great? Wow. Yeah. One touch. No assembly required. That's right. The product simply removes the supports and the fully connected movable track comes off. All the modeler has to do is insert a pin into the last joint and attach the track to the tank. That'll definitely be popular with some people who don't feel like, who feel like assembling tracks is a bit like photo etch. It can be a bit messy. <laughs> so this yeah. one's 86 tracks per side. So Wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. There's some extra ones and, and the quality looks absolutely awesome. It does look really good. Doesn't that look mm -hmm. nice early and late? Um. There's even a video. It's even a video. Yep. Very nice looking if you look at that. Uh, and again, this is someone did a review and they were very impressed with it. So there you go. I had to include that. So you can get those at MM Zone now. Um, I'm already I'm already salivating over the next one on your list. Yeah, good friends at Airfix. Another yeah. Master Meteor has been announced, the 148th F8. This will be yeah. in uh, 148th, first quarter of 2024. Two schemes. This will be the Evergreen Displaced team from the College of Air Warfare, 63 to 64, or the Meteorites Aerobatic team that were based out of RAAF Williamstown in 56. So the Australians. Mm. Yeah, they're I'm saying. A, I, I'm a dead sucker for air, the modern Airfix box top art. I know. I mean, Aren't that good? Almost as good as the Royal Cross. So Yep, yeah, Airfix look, always did great box art. Yeah, this is all like uh, I guess it's 3D art now, but mm -hmm. I mean it's photo per photorealistic and it's mm -hmm. just amazing stuff. Well, and the colors for the evergreen display team with that bright orange and just just gorgeous. Well, that's the kind of picture that makes you want to have that plane. Oh, I know. Well, I remember when I was a kid. You know, Ray 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 Cross, the red legendary artist. Oh, I know. Um, you know, he's, I believe he's still with us. Um, and yeah, just amazing work. So their box art's always amazing. So yeah, that looks like it's going to be a nice kit based on their existing media releases. So, you know, they will add that this is based on the new tool they did a couple of years mm. back. So that is yeah, very, it's a, very nice. It's a good kit. I got one somewhere partially built. Yep. 
need to get back to it. <laughs> I love your response. So many. Somewhere. Oh, we're, we're not back. done with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Also, just previously announced, but it's actually released now from Airfix, the 148 scale Fairy Gannet. The AS1 or the oh. AS4, otherwise known as you either love it or hate it. I don't the like the Gannet. It. They wet their nest. <laughs> but you know what's so unique about this, as usual, a British thing? You know, it's it's a carrier-based aircraft, but of course, yeah. they can't just have one one wing fold. You know, they have yes. to do two or three, and it's just gorgeous. Ferry has these origami yeah. wings. They always have the, yep. the full Mars and all these other ones. They're hilarious. Yeah, this so is, this is one I might actually get just because it is so freaking weird looking. Yeah, yeah, and it falls into the category of Jeff likes weird stuff. Exactly, one forty-eight, three different schemes. You're going to have the Naval Air Squadron Headquarters training flight, circa fifty-nine, uh, eight fifteen Naval Air Squadron, which served on HMS Ark Royal in fifty-eight, and eight forty-seven Naval Air Squadron, which served in Cyprus in fifty-seven. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see excellent mass, mass sets for that as well. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. Funny. So yeah, that's that's going to be very cool as well. Okay, then I found this next one for the armor builders. Uh, deep weighting kit for your Sherman 135th scale Landmo models. They've got a conversion kit uh, for the Pacific War. Uh, so this was designed so the Sherman could swim up on the beach. It was a deep weighting kit. So it's got a couple of uh, in, in, intakes and output exhausts, et cetera. Uh, so the tank could run underwater. Well, yeah, or real close to the surface anyway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Brass, 3D printed, et cetera. Um, so, yeah. So we'll have, nice. to see, we'll have to see what happens. These ones are photo etch. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see what we get. They got a couple of other little things there. A water tank, uh, interphone, so the thing could talk to the beach to say, we have a leak. Come save us. Something like that. I don't know if that actually happened. That <laughs> may or may not have happened. I wouldn't think so. <laughs> All right. And then on the Canadian kick, a 148th de Havilland Canada DH6 C7 Caribou, the multimedia kit from Oz Models. Uh, there's some yeah, here. I've got one of these partially built. You got one of these partially built? Well, this, yeah. one's, this one looks like very custom. 18 vacuform parts, 95 resin, 16 cast metal, decals for two aircraft, RAAF and U.S. Army. No, uh, no it is it is this. It is the Osmodels 48 scale. Oh, is it? Okay. Back for, yeah. So, uh, it's it's a good kit. I really, it, it's, it's a, a shameful moment that I haven't finished it up. Shameful. I got too deep. I got too deep in the woods of thinking, you know, how am I going to drop the slats and all this kind of stuff? Because there's a lot of stuff, just well, the vac form wing that isn't included. Well, the good news is if you screwed it up, they, they're now going to reissue it. So you can get it yeah. again. So 148. So that's a good size. Yes. Um, so it's going to be 215 Australian. So I think that's like 20 bucks Canadian, something like that. I don't know. Mm. Everyone, I'm, you know curious. Uh, I'm curious, Terry, how many you know partially finished projects do you, do you I, have? Uh, as many as there are scars, scars on the sky. <laughs> equal yes. to you, Jeff. Equal, e equal to you. It's not the show. Oh, of far shame. more. It's the room. <laughs> it's shame. the vault. Oh, far more. It's the vault. Yeah, it's shame. it's a matter of interest, you know. And then yeah, once right. it sits around long enough, you for, kind of forget about it most of the time. Nothing wrong with yeah. that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm more comfortable. I've, I've been I'm becoming interested in people who basically toss out unfinished builds. 
one guy in our club, I think he said that the last meeting, he could talk yeah, out a few, a few, and he and he, but he took a couple of others and he just modified the hell out of them, or he gave them to kids to build or whatever. Yeah. You know? Well, I, I have pulled out things that I did it recently. It's like it's it looks great. It's just yeah, it's silver now, and I was gonna do chipping on it, and I'm like, well, I, now I need to test chipping methods and all that kind of shit. It's like, oh uh, yeah, I sh you know, it should just build simple and be done with it. Yep. Well, you yep. know, we always hear the various schools of thought. Some people say they don't have time to build crappy kits, but you know, I love building some of the older stuff. I just, again, I'm not building them for a contest. I'll slap them together, and I'm happy. Yeah. So I think you key. need a, bl a blend of those things, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. Moving but the on. caribou, beautiful. beautiful. I love the caribou. Yep. yep, exactly. Yep. All right. Okay, scalemates. Scalemates. Or how do we separate? Do we have time for scalemates? We always have know. time for scalemates. <laughs> how to separate Jeff and Terry from their wallets. Yeah. Uh, a couple of interesting ones here. So, again, we're recording this on the 27th, but they do have an entry for the 28th. The block MB210. From one seventy second, looks like uh, interwar sort of thing. There, there's that. There's an old, old seventy second scale block MB two ten or one of its variants. This looks very French. This is new. Yeah, there's an old, old one. This, that is one that I threw out, just partially built, and so I'm yeah, done with right. it and just got rid of it. All right, then Hasegawa. But this their... looks, if it's from Azure, yeah. it should be pretty good. All right. And then Hasegawa for the 27th, they've got their 10 yen game, 112 scale. This is like on the <laughs> same series of their uh, vending machines and stuff yeah. like that. This is like a parlor game that you'd find in 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 in, in Japan for 112 scale. They are the weirdest, weirdest company. I love yeah. it. I know. It's hilarious. Uh, Mega Man 11 from Koto Buyaki in 112th. The Koto Heli Baby. Looks like the start of something. I think it's missing a few parts, but you know, yeah, <laughs> missing quite a few parts. Yeah. What else we have here? The twenty fifth, we have the Aviva BH ten. Yes, and, and a Russian tracked tanker. Yeah, uh, track tracked tractor. Yep, and then we got a couple yeah, of tractors well. in one forty third on the twenty fourth. More tractors. Yep, and then yeah, more tractors. <laughs> a company called Big Firebird Build something from Shadow Army. Bunch of different mechs. In one yeah, look, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. here we go, Jeff. I found one for you on the twenty third. How about the Martin one fifty six and seventy second scale? You might need. Yep, I, it might has a pretty good wingspan. I think. I would think it's going to be a big. That'll be a big plane. Yeah. But uh, yeah. again, I'm a fan of the Clippers. The, the interwar. Clipper. Clipper. Yeah. I saw. We have the Moth Miner in one forty eighth in Royal mm. Australian Air Force Service. Nice. Uh, oh, Frankenstein's lab. Yeah, Stannert's one six for all their <laughs> stuff, including I think I showed you guys this at the build night. Bruce the mechanical shark. From uh, Jaws. Did. The whole this is the this is the actual filming model now in one six. This is fantastic. Like I know. really. <laughs> I love it. They got some cool, they got some 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 cool stuff there. Uh let's keep moving down. We've got a nice Felix close in weapon system from Zeus model in one seventy second scale. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a Buffalo MPCV from Zeus. Oh, wow. how about this one? I like the Nissan GRX 6000 CC V12 engine, one twelve scale. <laughs> uh, again, I hope I hope the picture, I hope the model looks better than the picture does it justice because the picture seems a bit fuzzy. But it's a nice looking kit for the engine builders out there. I'm sure it will come out nicely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I would think. 
And then we've got uh, standards again, Can and Luke Skywalker on the Tauntaun. Yep. From uh, the second movie, whose name just all oh, take my Star Wars em- card. Empire back. Strikes Thank Back. Thank you, Empire Strikes Back. Hmm. Uh, a Ferrari 599XX and a Monza SP2. That's a beauty. Yep. Uh, HMS Nyad from Trumpeter and 1350th. All sorts of good stuff. So, yeah. Oh, oh. Uh, yep. it, yeah. I, well, what movie was that from? That was um, Big Hero 6 or something? No. I'm not Which, sure. What's that? Which the one? Mazatoy's Toys Maru, white version, Maru, 112. Mamoru. On the it, November 17th. No. I think it's an anime, Jeff. Maybe, maybe. What am I? I'm just okay. an old man. Yeah, that's all right. Well, you know, you got that 72nd scale, Walker. If you want us to start with something smaller, Wolfpack's is going to issue the XB70 in 1 to 144. That would be a, probably a better scale for it. <laughs> all right. And then you've got an office building from Tomy Tech, so you can do it like a diorama with your 1144 oh. mechs going around it. And this one I like because it's hard to You know, they, lost, they, they blew an opportunity. They could have changed their company name to Nakatomi. There you go. There you go. Nakatomi Tower. A yeah. Nakatomi Tower. There we go. Because we're coming up on the Christmas movie. We are. Festival. It is because right. it, it is a Christmas movie. We all know it is that. Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Die Hard is definitely a Christmas movie. If you don't think it is, don't bother writing. We're going to ignore you. Yeah, um, we're just not reading it. This one I like, the Westland Wasp. Uh, it was a UK helicopter. Small little thing, but often used for the SAS and that. LS models is going to do one in 170 seconds. So that'll be tiny, but nice looking kit. And then what else we got? We got the air refueling store for the FA-18 to allow it to turn into a tanker from our friends at ResKit. So for your 48 scale. And then also down on the 13th, the Northrop Grumman B-21 Raider. And I think that's where we... That's where we left off. That's where we left off. And those are just new builds. You know, I I always just do that because if we had to do everything that comes out through Scalemates... Oh, no, that's a a different podcast. Yeah, between aftermarket and just, you know... Well, you know, again, we we did talk about the XP-72 Ultraboat. They mentioned that this time and a few other things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. All righty. So that is from our good friends at Scalemates. Now let's talk about our good friend, Steve at Colt TV Man and all the very cool things he has. You know, also, he'll be at Wonderfest as a sponsor. So here we go. Let's see what's new for the holidays from our good friends at Colt TV Man and ColtTVManShop.com. Lots of good stuff. You can still order and get get it in time for Christmas because it's coming soon. Let's start off with, from our good friends at Paragraphics, the Etchbrite Cleaning Powder. Uh, This stuff works great. This is a safe, non-toxic cleaner for all your brass bowl to etch part. You mix the Etchbrite with uh, distilled water, dip your parts in the solution, and watch tarnish and fingerprints disappear. comes in a convenient 3-ounce jar containing enough cleaning powder for over 15 one cup batches of solution and you can save it for future use when you store it in a sealed container definitely worth checking out if you're into a lot of photo etch also the aztec decals from both the enterprise from the discovery tv series and one 1000 scale and also the ones from the enterprise and reliant in one 1000 scale if you want to do the aztecing via decals instead those are both available right now too the other interesting one was a new book that Steve has here. It's called The Enterprise and the Model Maker. 
Diane Dayton McDonald. This is an autographed copy. Uh, he's got several in stock. This is the story of Richard Dayton, and he's the man that actually built the Starship Enterprise for the TV series and the story of the model itself. Uh, it was written by his daughter, includes family photos, personal letters, studio memos, memos production art, and much more. A lot of stuff behind the scenes. Definitely uh, worth worth checking out. If you're into uh, Star Trek and Star Trek models, I think you'll find some interesting stuff here. And I think this would make a really good Christmas gift. Just a, just a thought. You might want to make sure you have that one on your Christmas hint list. Also new products. Uh, lots of cool stuff in the holiday shopping. Uh, including Green Hornets Black Beauty, uh, the great vehicle, 125th from round two. Uh, also, the TIE Fighter Studio Series, uh, 132nd scale. I've seen some builds of this, and this looks absolutely stunning. If you're an Empire fan, TIE Fighter fan, Star Wars fan, I think this is definitely a must-have. We also have the Klingon Bird of Prey, the 2023 reissue, 1350th scale from round two. And, of course, we can't forget the Space 1999 Eagle 4 with the lab pod and booster in 172nd from MPC in round two. So as we said, lots of goodies here. Check them out yourself. Make sure your family knows to add it to the list. You still have time to get to get the products you want for Christmas under the tree at culttvmanshop.com and tell them the Scale Model Podcast sent you. And we're back with a wonderful interview section. And Terry, take it away. Yeah, we've got George Salidas tonight. He uh a longtime member of the show. Actually, he's the first time I listened to Scale Model Podcast. Uh, it was George talking about Wonderfest. So it's that his, got me so it's his That's fault. right. It's That's his right. fault. Good to know. Right. <laughs> so, this is, um, so this is payback, is what you're saying. Ah, yeah. uh, and, and George has become a friend over the years. Yes. So um yep. uh, he's a head judge at Wonderfest now, and I've been helping out on that vehicle side for a few years. Sure. Um, George and Marcy in their re retirement, or I guess Marcy's semi-retirement, um, have been able to achieve something that uh, we've all talked about over the years in getting out there to go to the Telford show in yes. England. So um, we brought them on uh, to talk about that and get us all kind of the, 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 the background and the skinny on that show and uh, hopefully uh, talk a little bit about Wonderfest after that because that's Seven months away, six months, seven, seven months away. Seven, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it's yeah, it's, seven it's months amazing. away. <laughs> a lot of work, a lot of work to be done. I got to do so. Yeah, right. and, and we're working on that. It's, yeah, it's, it's it's Christmas in a month. Come on, that's the best I can do for you right now. I can't, I can't <laughs> beyond that. But 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 yeah. but do you know what I love about the Wonderfest website? So it gives you a countdown. So we're recording yeah. this on the twenty seventh of November. So as of now, there's one hundred and eighty five days to go. There we go. June first and second at the Crown Plaza Hotel in Louisville. But we'll talk counting? about that. But who's Six counting? Months away. <laughs> Six months away. Six months. So, away. um, yeah, George, uh, how did this one come about? Just uh, Chris and uh, and uh, oh, what's his wife's name? Uh, Yes, uh, finally nag you into it. Oh no, that this is uh, this has been my fourth trip to Telford. Oh, yeah, we've been going since sixteen, and uh, yeah, it's typically we arrange it so we get there within a day or two. We go to Telford and then spend the rest showing me the real England, as mm -hmm. in not London. Excellent. <laughs> That's the uh, it's it's true. Being born there, yeah, the real England is not London. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's mega handy. Um, yeah. Chris is like the world's greatest tour guide and just hilarious. 24 oh, yeah. 365. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. He, yeah. He was bugging me for years. You got to come to Telford. You got to come to Telford. And it's everything I thought it would be. Um, there's a lot about Telford that I wish that I wish and I hope all the other shows will go to, uh, in my opinion, a little secret is it's not as much about the contest, uh, as it is about the sig groups. Uh, I'd heard stories from my old guys in the Pittsburgh club, only what goes on with those sig groups. And they were right about all of it. Uh, but when you go in there, it's just a massive, massive place, uh, easily the size, if not bigger than like a Walmart super center. Right. Um, and they put the SIG groups in with the dealers and like, like this year they had 170 SIG groups. Wow. Oh, wow. wow. Yes, sir. Oh yeah. And I used to think, Oh, you know, wow. I can't wait to see, you know, I can't wait to see the contest room. You know, mm -hmm. this stuff's going to be amazing. And, and it was, it was good. And I got to tell you, it wasn't near as good as those SIG because they bring their own stuff, you know, what, you know, sometimes what they're working on and sometimes actually just finished displays. Holy cow. I mean, and they're just like the nicest human beings on planet earth. You know, they want to engage, you know, what are you doing? You know, what are you working on? I mean, when I was there in 19, there was a guy that was scratch building a one thirty second scale uh, Lockheed Constellation. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. The big boy. <laughs> Wow. And, Mad and he dogs had, and Englishman. He, he had the, he had the, the basics done. You know, he had everything fared in. It was made out of fiberglass and some rosin. And it was spectacular. I about lost my mind. And, uh, just told me, he, I talked to the guy for an hour. just <laughs> telling me how he did this and that. And I wanted to come back to see it. Uh, then when COVID hit, COVID hit, and I don't, I don't know ever what happened to it. I went looking for it this year, hoping it might be there, and it wasn't. Hmm. But that sort of thing. That was just really crazy. Uh, yeah, just it was amazing. They got the 170 SIG groups. They had over 125 vendors. And a lot of those vendors, they were, uh, you know, like kind of like what we see at Wonderfest. They had uh, 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 manufacturers, you know, representing. Uh -huh. uh, I talked to a fellow... Uh, uh, by the name of Dominic, he was the Ravel Germany, one of the like Ravel Germany uh, guy for that region. Uh, talked to him for a long time too, and he was. They had uh, they had the new one, the new N one, Nabu Starfighter. Yeah, mm -hmm. mm -hmm. they had that. You know the cutaways and stuff, and no, uh, and uh, he was showing that to me. And then he was just he was really engaging. He was asking what I thought of some of the releases they'd had lately. What do we see in the U S you know, smart guy, mm -hmm. uh, really good time. The, uh, uh, there was him, there was uh, HG models or I'm sorry, HPH, HPH models. Mm -hmm. It's right. always there. I don't know if you ever saw the picture, Terry, but I, when yeah. I went there in 19 the guy that owned the company had their one thirty second B 36 peacemaker. <laughs> Yes. yes. Like the five and a half foot wingspan. <laughs> and he's yelling at me. He's like, yo, yo. I'm like, what? Come here. I walk over and he handed it to me. 
whole model was completely built with, <laughs> uh, with photo etched brass and stuff. He goes, go ahead, pick it up, fly it around. And I'm like, dude, and, <laughs> and pick that thing up. It weighed 25 pounds because all yeah. the photo etch on it. You right. know? Well, yeah. And, and the structure you got to have inside it. Yeah, it, it was, it was, uh, it was an engineering marvel. You know, he let me look at it for like 15 minutes. Like, wow. You know, Marcy's Astonishing. like, Marcy's like, well, if you want it, you can get it. And I'm like, where God's name am I going to put that thing? Well, yeah, yeah. You need a whole new wing. You need a whole new, whole new wing to the house. It's yeah, insane. Know? And that's yeah. the thing. I just, I, I just threw in the chat because you did put in some of your favorites from Telford. Um, yeah. You know, and like, like the real space sig there, and you know, and and just some amazing work from. Yeah, as you say, we've we've seen a lot of these in our best of, but just seeing able to see some of the menu, some of the manufacturers and uh, and uh, things like that. Just some amazing work that that Lancaster dropping the you know the bouncing that, bomb that was that a was sweet one yeah the yeah. um what was the the Lancaster tail section what scale was that looks huge it just was like the tail section there was a I do I do believe that was the one thirty second is that the thirty second the new one right yeah. okay yeah That's there wasn't it was super cool. But yeah. maybe it was my timing. There wasn't really anybody there I could ask questions right. to about. Right. But it didn't right. matter. I was still getting pictures of it. <laughs> like, well, awesome. you know, and to give some people an idea, I'm going to feature this one of the pictures. So, like, one of the SIGs, they had a group, a group did a bunch of air air demonstration teams. So, you've got oh, like, nice. the Red Arrows, the Blue Angels. That, that was Italians. fun. Yeah. And just the yeah. way it was displayed was just absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, so, what else? That- Go ahead, John. I'm just curious. With 170 SIGs, uh, like, how did they, what did they do? Have, like, to a table? Like, what, you, everybody had a table? That's 170 tables. That's a lot of real estate. It's, it's literally, area. yeah, it's literally that big uh, wow. that some vendors probably, I'll bet you the 170 was probably split half of those, you know, 85 or whatever might have been eight foot tables. The rest of them could be double tables, triple wow. tables. You know, it depends on how big the group was. And I think the thing to take away from that is 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 each each SIG group was they were represented. You know, they, they were basically they were basically lobby, lobbying for membership. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You no. Know? I, I I mean I'm sure there's there, there was Brits in there that said, I didn't know you I didn't know about you guys. You know. Well, I'm thinking 170 categories. You talk about splitting categories just for contest purposes. I'm not even sure we have 170 categories. That's a lot of very oh. granular. Oh, but there's a no, no. But there's a, these aren't contests. Yeah, those no, are I know. I understand that. I'm, okay. I'm doing the comparison. I'm saying like yeah. in the UK, it strikes me that yeah. the SIGs are bigger than the contest. Now, since you bring that up, though, uh, for the contest, they did have 100 categories. That's still seventy plus. <laughs> let me put it. Let me put it this way: I was looking at the category sheet, and I got busy and quit looking at it. Like, oh. yeah, it starts to get it starts to get a little crazy. But you know, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna have to look go on and see if I can absolutely find- yeah see how that's organized and everything. That should be interesting. I'm yeah. writing some notes down as we go. Well, the show yeah. is run by IPMS UK. Um, right. You know, they do have the category, but yeah, the SIGs are the big thing. Competition isn't the only thing there. Um, right. It's we a huge, two huge. We don't, huge have, a lot of, 
We don't have a lot of SIGs in Canada, not that I'm aware of anyway. No, not at, not at present. This is what I think is interesting um, that IPMS USA they're looking at for, for Madison. They're right. going to have a whole separate hall. Now they right. say it's on the second floor of SIGs displays because they're right. realizing yep. that a lot of people just want to just want to display stuff. They don't want to enter contests. Right. And, I, and the fact that they're doing this is part of a big change, I think, that you're going to see more and more of it. You know, it's just like at Wonderfest, right, George? There's some category people aren't entering. They're just displaying. They want right. to show yeah. off their work, talk about it to their friends, you yes. know, embrace the hobby. Yeah. Yeah. Exact, exactly right. Um, you know, based on what we've seen, you know, what happened recently, uh, it just drives it drives my point home even more. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're here for fun, period. Yeah, and there's three things that Wonderfest is going to be about that I've been trying to drive it in that direction. And and Dave Hodges on board with me is I'm about three things: imagination, inspiration, especially fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I can tell you right now, and Terry can. Terry can vouch for this is when I first started going in 2004 to Wonderfest, I did this model. I thought it was just, man, this is great. I took it in there. I was like, oops, <laughs> I've seen, seen everything else. Oh my God. Yeah. And, uh, and if it wasn't for guys like Terry and, and bless his heart, Mark Youngblood. Yeah. Uh, every year, the first two or three years, you guys would take me aside and tell me what I needed to do next. Yep. And it wasn't I'm, that I, I didn't want to win anything. I didn't care about that. What I wanted to be is I wanted to do cool stuff like I was seeing in that room. Yeah. And that's inspiration, you know? I think the the over-reliance or maybe the over-emphasis on competition has been detrimental yes. uh, a lot, especially to, like you say, um, communication uh, about spreading the, the knowledge. And that's what the demos at Wonderfest have been fun- just yep. wonderful at, and this past year was fantastic. Yeah. Um, and we're, we're trying to do more and more of that and, and getting people maybe down into the judging room where you can talk, you know, yeah. tell me about that. I, um, uh, Tom, uh, one of one G's friends, one G Lau's friends, um, mm-hmm. he, they had his, his were right next to one G's and, you know, almost everything next to one G's is going to look a little lacking. Sure. Right. But yeah. he's like, why, why do, why do was, does one G do so well and mine gets maybe a merit? Like, okay, well let's let's look at it. And it's like, and I'm coming from the same thing. I get a lot of crap in my finish too. Mm-hmm. Here's the dust in your finish. We can see this. It's like, oh yeah, I, I know. It's like, yeah, you know that, but <laughs> do you really? Do you really look <laughs> at it? And, and this and that. And here's a little little smudge inside your clear bits and. That yeah. does happen, and nobody wants to take a canopy off once it's set. But you know, yeah. you're gonna get docked for it, and, yeah. and that's the sort of thing you want to look at. And it's like, and if you put that on display table, that's fine. You can go. I know it's not gonna compete, but goddamn it, it's cool. Yeah. So here it is. Make a good point because we actually we actually had a piece last year in the contest room. Uh, it was a one three fiftieth. Star Trek NX-01 refit. Mm-hmm. Uh, used a badass kit from Kip Hart. And it was a it was a bronze, strong bronze, maybe a weak silver, maybe. 
and I and I'm pretty sure that's what it got. But when it was my turn to go pick out the Wonderfest Star Trek Award, mm-hmm. he got the Star Trek Special Award. And mm-hmm. the reason for that was it wasn't perfect, but special awards, we're not looking for perfection. That's right. I'm looking I'm looking to be wowed. Yeah. And yeah. This is the first guy. This is the, I told him to his face. I said, you know why I love this? Because no one else has ever brought one in here. Yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> yeah. You know? I mean, there was, yeah. there, was, there was plenty of other really, really nice truck. But it was just that. You know? Yeah. When, when I'm judging, and I've been judging with Jim now for a couple of years, and we're like, to get a gold, show us something. Yeah. A silver, if it's perfect, it can get a silver. But if it's just kind of, you know, the same as everything else you've seen fine show me something right right i got uh i get teased a lot by hodge every time a new blockbuster model comes out <laughs> like he's like pointing at me and poking me saying you're gonna have 300 of those in your show in your contest room <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, ah. but that's normal, normal but you know every. that's normal it, across that, all the shows but it doesn't really happen <laughs> No. Like how many oh, razor no. crusts did we see? Did we see at the last show? Three, exactly. maybe. Exactly. Uh, when the space nineteen ninety nine kit come out, Eagle One and One Forty Eighth. Yep. Yeah. But I was going to get slaughtered with those. I think we only had two or three in a room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, yeah. But I think that uh, also. I think, I think, I think with that, a lot, a lot of people, um, in, if you're if you're in the Wonderfest group and you're going to go to Wonderfest, you you're not going to want to bring something that a whole bunch of people are going to bring. Yeah. Right. You're, and if you're <laughs> going to do that, it better be next level. It better be next yeah. level. But I think <laughs> it also speaks to, you know, the old, our, our, our eyes are bigger than our stomach, right? We tend to buy, we have stashes, right? Yeah. We tend to yeah, buy yeah. things. Yeah. I don't <laughs> have a stash. Yeah. You don't have a stash. He says, I don't yeah. have a, st- I have a few models that I'd yeah, like yeah, to over to one side. Yeah. You know, and again, people say, oh, I want to build this. And they, you know, I think so. I think it's a combination too. <laughs> Those big show pieces, where do you put it? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. That's very true. You know, and what I'm hoping for over the next three or four years, um, we'll see a lot of different stuff because of 3D printing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, stuff yeah. that you can't buy in a hobby shop. You know, so we might see some kooky stuff that we haven't seen before. So mm-hmm. you know, wow. there's room for everybody at the table. Yeah. Well, you know, I celebrated the last podcast we were talking about how i how i see fantastic plastic they've got the they've got the captain scarlet this is the brand new angel interceptor from the animated series which i've been waiting for so i'm looking forward to seeing that and some stuff like that and you know and again i know in our own club our own area we've got you know blappy and uh and bill webb and you know guys who you know bill webb's only been going down for a couple years and and he he absolutely kicked ass this first year you know, yep. and he's had a, he's having an absolute ball. He came down, he had a great time, you know, and then you've got the tradition now of the Canadian embassy and, yeah. and, and, and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. It's, you know, and people I, go now to see friends. And, and Bill, I got know so, Bill, Bill got so excited. He forgot his award. I had it. Mail it yeah. To I heard. Uh, yeah. I know. I know. We, we, we actually bug him about that once in a while. He's a super, he's a super nice guy. I was happy he's to help. Awesome guy. Awesome guy. You know, and if you ever need a body buried or dealt with, you know, he's your guy. I'm just he's saying. your guy. He's your guy. Definitely. Not, not, not for the reasons you might think. Yeah. Like it's not like, it's not like the Jimmy Hoffa reasons. Is it? No, no. Series of yeah. But exactly. Yeah. That's that. That's exactly it. So, okay. Let's, let's actually talk a little bit. Let's let's talk about Wonderfest. Let's talk yeah. a little bit about uh, 
you know, as we said, 180 something days, six months to go. But, you know, I know people are already already talking about it, getting excited about it. Uh, what can you tell us so, so, so far? Because we will we will be having people from Wonderfest back on you know, yeah. the next six months because, you know, it's it's our primary show we love. Sure. So 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 just go ahead. Other than it's June 1st and 2nd next year. Well, it's the. Uh, I'm, I'm fairly optimistic. I, I don't know if you saw it, Terry, that the. Uh, dealer's room sold out already did it there you yes go. yeah Great. it sold out sold out last week three months early awesome. wow so i guess you can gauge what we might be seeing you know based on that um i'm looking at uh well we did 1079 entries last year i'm looking to go maybe another 100 above that we'll have to see i mean it's hard to tell i think it is It'll, I'm thinking it'll probably happen. I can fit another hundred in that room, but I told Davis that that's it, pal. You know, it's a, it's it's. A, I guess it's a good problem to have. It's finite, know. yeah. And we were we were moving stuff around, yeah, maybe too much this year, yeah, because it, you know, well, there were problems. Let's uh, not even, but yeah, yeah, and yeah, just just to fit stuff on tables, yeah, uh, moving stuff around, right? It's nice, and, it's nice problems to have though. Yeah, why? Well, yeah, is. I mean, we've also, I've also had a discussion with the people that supply us with tables. Mm -hmm. We had a discussion about uh, a couple of things that went on in that room that I wasn't happy with that they're going to fix. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, it'll be the, good. yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, Dave and I've had conversations about the. We have another room we can fix our stuff in, and I really don't want to do that. Right. Don't want mm -hmm. that. Yeah, you start to lose the the, the uniformity of the place. It, it, yeah. It, you get a yeah. vibe, and that vibe gets distributed, and you don't want that. Yeah, a little, yeah. a little bit. I'll be honest with you. A little bit of last year. A little bit of that was on me. Uh, they put me in charge of the uh, display room down in B Dealer's room too, and. Mm. And I was fine with that. I offered, you know, I said, are they models? And they said, yeah. I said, then I should be in charge of them. And uh, then what we ended up with was a couple large displays, um, um, large displays in that contest room that should not have been in there. Mm -hmm. uh, they oh. should have been down at B, but we didn't have any room by then. Right. Uh, that alone would have got me another 50 models probably. But I'm going to mm -hmm. really, I'm really cutting back on that stuff this year. There's not going to be none of that in that contest. Yeah, room. it can be a common problem. In our show, we actually, uh, in our IPMS show here, we actually limit people. You can only enter as much to fill half a table. And, you know, we yeah. have to know in advance as possible. And yeah, uh, people have other, some big dioramas. The other thing we're going to change is the uh, the contract, the contest entry forms. Those okay. are getting changed. Okay. We're going to go back to more a, a square, not that strip. You know, yeah, add. That's not that's not getting it. So that, but we got to we got some other stuff to change in the program, in the programming. Mm -hmm. right? Um, as far as uh, making it easier for us personally, not the contestant, us personally to find entries, cross reference, uh, you know, things like that. that yeah, uh, that's it. The, that administrative side of things, it it, it has to run well. Yeah. Yeah, and it I does. And, and I and think it, that's what we're going to be seeing with all shows. I think we're hopefully going to see a little bit more organization technology, you know, just to yeah. help make people's life e life easier. So mm -hmm. I think in the next couple of years, you'll be seeing more of that. 
Yeah, and that, and that's and what you just said, life easier. Um, the folks that bring their stuff to display at Wonderfest, they're the customer. Yep. Right. And I spent ten years in retail before I got my real job. And I know that you have to appease those people and make yep. it as simple as possible. Exactly. And, Friction uh, free. Have, yeah, yeah. And you have to be careful at the same time. If I could illustrate a point, when we got to Telford, uh, what they did in first year, I guess, you could not go say, I need two tickets, please, and pay them the money to go into the show. Mm-hmm. They had a, uh, you had to scan the, uh, Oh God, I'm having a brain. QR code. QR code. Thank you. Yep. Yeah, you had to scan a QR code. Took you to the website. Then you paid for it on your phone. Yep. With a credit card, yep. and that you know that part was fine if it would, and it wasn't. I know. And there was oh. all kinds of all kinds of people having problems. People, you know. Luckily, we went on a Sunday. They weren't really super busy. Uh, Marcy, Chris, and I went up to the desk and like you know what's up. This is not. And lovely ladies, you know, it was really obvious that I think she had run into this problem earlier in the day. <laughs> you could tell. She said, show me what you did. I showed her. I said, it's not that difficult. It was working. And she goes, she goes, hold out your wrist. <laughs> <laughs> I held out my wrist and she put a crescent red band on it. Goes, there you go. Go, ahead. go in. <laughs> she <laughs> did to my wife, you know. Um, but we can't have that sort of thing either. You know, I mean, I, I I knew last year, first year out with this, since our old system, we were going to have bugaboos and we did, uh, that's not going to happen this year. Um, I got a couple of changes too. We brought, uh, more judges on. Also, we're getting to the point where some of our best people, you're one of them, Terry, they Mm -hmm. don't want to get judged anymore. They're more than happy to help. And I just, yep. Yep, I'm. I'm tr- I let me know. I'm gonna try to. I try to do more recruiting as well. Yeah, there's there's guys out there I know who should be judging, not competing anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it and it happens. You need to have a. Yep. You need yep. to have a replacement because because again, if the same people are doing it, they burn out. We yeah. had uh, five or six people essentially organize our whole show, and we we've told our club members that no, we're going to need more. We need to double that. It's, yeah, it's a ton of work for people, and you know it's nice to do, but at the same time, you can get burnt out. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But so let's yeah. see what else is happening. So I know there is a group offer. There's a group build for a Galeo mashup challenge. Yeah. Uh, so oh, there, there. Yeah, round two was excited. They're presenting that. Um, yeah, it was through the Auto World store. You 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 buy a Galeo mm-hmm. special price forty bucks. Yep. And yeah, I got I got one sitting here. Yeah, limited to only fifty, but I'm sure there'll be more people. They got a they got a Facebook group started, so that'll be fun 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 to see. And yeah. then of course we have our normal, as you guys mentioned, the how to demos, which are always always go quick. They sell out really quick. Uh, I know Terry and the rest of us. We tell people you make sure you sign up quick. And then well, the, course, no, those those are Friday. The, the yeah, Friday, still, if you're not going to be there, out. you don't. You want to make sure classes. you sign up. Saturday yeah. and Sunday demos. Just to be clear, are, are part of Wonderfest. They're not separate. You don't. There's no separate payment or anything like right. that. Some of that room, the rooms will fill up quick sometimes, yeah. depending on who's yeah. doing stuff. Yeah, and standing room only for some of those. Um, but the uh, the the Friday 
uh, classes. Very good. Have a look at those. And you're absolutely right, those two. Sign up soon for those Always. or you will lose it because those are very limited. Yeah, exactly. Limited number of seats. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, the pre-show workshop based on last year, you know, Badger Blackheart had their airbrushing finishing class, uh, right. model boot camp and introduction to Blender 3D. Um, and you know, yeah, sci-fi modeling school, some, you know, again, so always some good sponsors. And then of course the one I absolutely love, and I'm looking forward to one year when I get there, I'm going to take part iron modeler, you know, <laughs> iron model. What a great concept. Why don't you tell us just in a couple of paragraphs, what's that about George? Well, it's <laughs> Terry's probably better equipped than me. All it's right. Well, whoever. John Lester. <laughs> sure. It, go- Go it ahead, goes Terry. way back to the pool party days when it was yeah. informal. <laughs> uh, but it is, it's four hours. You get four hours to, um, to come up with a concept, build it, paint it, and then present it to a panel of judges, uh, celebrity judges as it is, uh, at the end. And it includes, uh, donor kits. Yes. So initially it was one kit early on that had to be, it has to be visible. It has to be part an integral piece of the build. Uh, mm-hmm. and John will occasionally stop everything, um, and tell you you have something else to include yeah <laughs> halfway through and uh it could be anything i've seen him do ping pong balls um yeah. like i don't know i forget what else he's thrown in there just odd little kits sometimes they're <laughs> leftover kits that he's had and everybody could get a different thing at that point yeah. too yeah um and it's as much a sales job as it is a building job right well and, and again so it's for bragging teams. rights it's for bragging rights who, oh who else can say when well, you're on they, that winning team they, for that and whole the year. Way, and the flagrant suck up to the judges oh yeah fantastic so it, yeah definitely be there at 10 o'clock when when it goes uh yeah they have when to it comes uh, down yeah have to have to provide a backstory explaining what it was that they built. Those are usually hilarious. Oh yep. yeah. The BS factor <laughs> is high in those. Yes. Yeah. We yes. did uh I did them up until about seven years ago. I'd partner up with two other pals of mine and they had some we had some things. I mean, they're just like dead serious and I just didn't care. You know, I'm just like having fun with it. And we had a situation where we had something that was a it was kind of rocket like probably about 24 inches tall. We had it all greebly and we're doing stuff to it. I can't remember what happened, but somebody hit the table <laughs> and it went and it fell off the table, hit the ground, oh. smashed into a million pieces. Everybody in the room, there's probably a hundred people in there just went dead silent. We're still out at the pool there. And that thing hit and there was parts going under other people's tables. And I just started laughing. I couldn't quit laughing. <laughs> And they were put out with me because I was laughing. I'm like, guys, yeah, like you thought we were going to win anyhow. Yeah. Well, that, no, that, that was showing. That, that was showing. What else? What yeah. else are you going to do but laugh anyway? I mean, my God. As long yeah. as you had a lifeboat somewhere in there that you could identify <laughs> yeah. and say, "See, the lifeboat survived." You know, that's what it's all. That's what it's all about. Yeah. And, and then, of course, so, there's also the the Rondo Awards. Yeah. So, so there's a lot, there's several communities as part yeah, of Wonderfest. So you've exactly. got, um, it, it's broken up a little bit, uh, over the last few years with, uh, the, the restructuring of the hotel. So it doesn't have a big common area really anymore. So it, things have kind of split around a little bit, but there's always been a lot on the horror side, especially, yeah. um, yeah. that they, that's, that's their own show. 
and then the right. vehicle guys, it's it's something different. So there are some that cross over, but it, there's there's like the chiller the the chiller guys. There's um the there's a a, a, a essentially a play goes on. Um, yeah, occasionally there's movies as well. So there's right. a whole bunch of different stuff. Exactly. Yeah, they had that that Rondo Award ceremony. Was it two years ago? They come down to get me and Drew, and like you got to come up to the awards. We're like two minutes away from shutting the shutting the contest room down. I'm like, what do you want? Yeah. Well, you got to come up here. And I found out that they they had given us an award, uh. and uh, I didn't go up. <laughs> uh. And I didn't want to be, you know, I, I didn't want to slight anybody. You know, I just, yeah, like, guys, I got I got something going on here. It's kind of important, right? And, uh, but except the sent Marcy up there, and and her and Drew's Drew's wife got it for us. I didn't even know. And uh, I didn't want anybody to be put out with me, but you know, contest first. You know, that's what I'm there for. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. there's yeah, there's, like there said, so there's a lot that goes on. Uh, it's too much. It? It's too much to do. You have to decide what you're going to do, and it's as much reunion as it is anything else. A lot of shows are, sure. but this is most of us are down there for four days anymore um some people more uh turn it into a little vacation go see some go do a distillery tour go to the zoo go to whatever and um or you know some years uh we've gone up was it last year year before uh we went up no it was last year this this year we went up to the air force museum so vince was in he hadn't been there in years yeah so we made the drive up to the air force museum yeah 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 we did that did that back in 16 i last time yeah that was the last time we did that but yeah there's plenty to do oh yeah you know um yeah. no exactly. so tons tons to do up there and, and, and the other, shortage and the other thing i got to mention that i thought was a little bizarre that i was telling hodge about he was, he was laughing was while we were at telford and i was going through the dealer's room i had two people approach me i i didn't know who they were they asked me if I was me. I said, yeah. And they, they shook my hand. They said, well, I'm so-and-so from this here. We go to Wonderfest every year. We thought that ah. was you. I'm like, Jesus. Well, yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Like, where do you, I said, where do you live stateside? Oh, no, we live here. I'm like, yep. oh, okay. You know, it was just kind of weird. Then like an hour later, somebody else, same thing. That's uh, hilarious. But what was cool is I talked to uh, one of the vendors there, Scale Electronics, uh, out of great out of great britain uh really you're gonna love it terry they had some really cool lighting stuff uh, <laughs> for about anything you can imagine but mm. mostly mostly trek stuff are yeah. uh, pretty cool pretty reasonable i think I yeah talk, and that's the sort to- of thing i'd be interested in because i you know i don't i i don't want to take the time to learn to the, uh, the electronic side i can basic solder i can do stuff but you know yeah. I'm the same way. I'm not going to learn another hobby. But he, he picked my, <laughs> you know, he, we went back and forth for like an hour and a half. Next day, one of the staff got a hold of me and said, he just called us and bought a table. Nice. So he's coming all the way from over there. But you could do that with the electronics. Everything he he sells, you could probably put in a fairly large size, you know, suitcase. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then uh, also found out Cosmic Scale Models is coming from Great Britain. Yeah. Uh, he's a he's an awesome guy, and his product is really nice. But he's not not coming in as a vendor. He wants to come and check it out. 
I said, man, you might want to think about that. I said, I didn't know we were going to be sold out. I said, this stuff here, I dropped $70 and come out of there. It's a really nice stuff. Mm. Uh, yeah, I'm looking I, at some of the stuff on his website right now. Yeah. 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 I think he would do extremely well, but he's got to check it out. So that's, that's sure. fine. That's and fine. then uh, do that. Uh, another, another vendor was there was called the uh, oh, creature features mm -hmm. and they do us, you know, sci-fi or mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. You super nice people. I found out they mean, Oh, we recognize you. See you walking in the, in the contest room all the time. They've been coming here from England for like 10 years. <laughs> it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. But yeah. see, that's, that's what it's about. In the end, it's about community. Yeah. Yeah, sure, there's a community. Yeah, and yeah. that's what most it's people say. It's not a say. big one. No, but where they but the people say they come back to see friends, they hang out, you know, you go to people's hotel suites and various yeah. embassies and smoke cigars and get into mischief, you know. Yeah. Hopefully the police aren't <laughs> called too often. It happens. Once no. in a, while, but that's a lot right. less than it used to be. We're all getting than, older. We're all getting older. <laughs> right. Exactly. So yep. Let's talk a little bit. Let's switch from that. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, as as most people know, unless they've been under a rock and we've been covering it, um, our good friends at IPMS who are trying to change with the times, they had another little oopsie, shall we say, when the editor of the journal published an op-ed, which was, yeah, um. I don't really want to swear, but just an absolute pile of muck, unfortunately. Uh, blaming those gosh darn social media, those gosh darn podcasters. It's all a nefarious plot. About two months after the original issue, it kind of died down. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. After the show. And, you know, we're still seeing the, you know, in some of the comments, we're still seeing people saying, oh, you just want to do this type of judging, this, that, and the other thing. Um and we're seeing a lot of pushback, which is good from not only IPMS members who, you know, there was a lot there on their forums and they were there was some thoughtful stuff, but also people who are saying, you know, either A, I've been a member of IPMS or I haven't, but look at some of these other shows, look at Amps, look at Wonderfest, look at Scale Model World. They don't seem to have these problems. And I think we can safely assume, you know, the world is moving with the times. And I think we've seen the success of both an alternate format of shows with display SIGs and stuff like that, but also also the judging. Like the first time I heard of Gold, Silver, Bronze was at Wonderfest. And then I heard Amps does it. And there's some other groups that are doing it yeah. as well. Yep. Um, so do you have any comments on on both the current controversy, shall we say, and uh, the whole thing about Gold, Silver versus, versus 1, 2, 3? Well, uh Interestingly enough, I, the the Pittsburgh IPMS club that I came from, you know, went there for twenty years. Uh, they were they well for thirty five years. They've always been gold, silver, bronze. Mm -hmm. So that so Wonderfest was a good fit for me because basically their criteria and ours is is identical, you know, right. on how you judge something. And it's always been plain to me that. It, it's always been plain to me that our way lets the modeler gauge himself, mm -hmm. right? You know, like the first two, first two pieces I ever brought, first three pieces I brought to Wonderfest were a merit, bronze, and a bronze. Mm -hmm. Then I had like 11 silvers, 
<laughs> and then I got like a couple goals. And uh, it was a way to gauge myself. Yes. And the other way, I, I just, I don't know. It's, it's like first place in a specific category, let's say, uh, might be because of one judge particularly liking that over another one that was maybe done better. Mm -hmm. It's also in uh, a sparsely populated category. First place could be something that's not particularly impressive or even well done. Mm-hmm. I saw that. I saw just that. because, yeah, just because it's there. Yep, I saw that in Omaha. Yep. So let me. Uh, so 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 let me ask. And again, uh, there is absolutely no insult intended to my American friends here on this podcast sure. and our listeners. Mm-hmm. Do you think this is? And I know Jeff. We 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 had a little bit of email back and forth between us all. Um, do you think it's an inherently an American thing with the American, they seemed in the Americans seem to want to be very competitive. Do you think it's more to do with that? I do. Um, it's just my, it's just my opinion, but everything in the United States for some reason has to be turned into a competition. Mm -hmm. Uh, the last thing I want is, you know, you got a couple guys running around puff chested, bumping into each other because I got first place. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I'm sure you're happy with your accomplishments, but what if I have, I don't know, and it can happen. I've seen it. What if you have six or seven or eight one thirty second scale models, right? Let's say, I don't know, let's say they're all variations of a F4 Phantom and they're mm-hmm. all spectacular, yeah. right? They have boxed themselves into a corner. They won't admit that, mm-hmm. but that's exactly what they have done. Yeah. And one of them's going to get first, one's going to get second, you know, and so just, I don't get it. There's all kinds of methods they've come up to with, to to deal with that Cincinnati show. I helped judge at the category and and, well, no figures, figures were split. We, we had two splits in figures, Uh Uh, busts were split and uh, small scale figures were split. No, we split it into smaller scale and larger scales. And we had uh, essentially two guys dominating that the one side of that uh-huh. um, and at Wonderfest, i would have given out a dozen golds yeah they were that good we were like yeah. okay these are all the same they're all spectacular yes which one draws our eye the most it's like okay you guys it's like rock paper scissor time we'll all point to it at the same time which one draws our eyes the most and we all pointed at the same piece like uh-huh. perfect and that one best in show as well so um it, it can work, but you're like you said, they've boxed themselves into a corner because all of those are deserving. Yes. And they're all superb. And we've seen Wonderfest plenty of times. No golds were given out in this category. And back in the days of of the of the of the um the ceremony, it was you could hear a pin drop when it moved right. on to the next one. It's like, oh shit, no golds? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. You know, and, and I'm pretty much a numbers guy. I've been watching Wonderfest for, well, since we've been going, but all you got to do is get on the website and look. And when I took over the contest, I explained to Dave, old silver bronze, 
You know, I said, you have to be willing to buy ahead of time enough mm-hmm. gold, silver, and bronze to cover your butt. Mm-hmm. You don't want to not have awards and you got to mail them to somebody. He agreed. That's why we did my Pittsburgh, our Pittsburgh club was the same way. Yep. And uh, my point was, I told Dave, I said, I've been watching you guys for years. And other IPMS clubs like our Pittsburgh club, I can do, I can compare and contrast. Uh, pretty much 10 to 11% of all models entered in our Pittsburgh contest typically were gold. Mm-hmm. It, it without fail. It was like mm-hmm. 10 to 12% every year. You know, it's just, I told Dave, I said, you guys are around six, 5%. And he goes, well, what's your point? I said, the point is, I said, I'm not here to give out participation trophies. I said, but I said, if you start getting elitist, and I know a couple of folks that are like that, mm-hmm. you're going to start driving people away, you know, thinking, well, why even bother? You know, I can't, I can't compete. Uh, for a couple of years, and my, and facts numbers bear this out. For a number of years, the figures, figure count, was going down, and the hardware was going up. And part of the reason for that is there was a lot of that elitist attitude, you know, with the figure modelers that. I believe was driving some people away. I yeah. heard people say that. I saw it on the internet too. Uh, since then, it's leveled out and it's slowly starting to climb back up. And uh, and that's what you want to see, you know. I mean, you know, that's what you want to see. There's room for everybody at the table. You know, I've always been told in the beginning, Wonder Fest was a figure modeling contest. That's well, that's good. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's good. You know, but there's hardware guys too. And, uh, History's interesting. Thank you for that history lesson. Yeah. Now, where yeah. are we today? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you just, you know, you just can't. And there's, uh, I remember the first year I took over as judge. First year I took over as head judge. I had my gang in front of me. I said, there's nothing here that I see in this room that I can't judge. I said, except, I said, except for Gundam. <laughs> I said, I, said, I don't want anything to do with it and it's not personal but i don't know what i'm looking at mm-hmm. i shouldn't be judging it mm-hmm. i said anybody here knows how a couple guys stepped forward to he knew they knew gundam i said okay go forth and multiply you know you go do the yep. gundams we'll do the rest so i get done and i walk over to see how they're doing and it turns out that was the year that matt morozik brought his first gundams oh no <laughs> you're like this isn't anything we've seen this this yeah. isn't what it's supposed to look like <laughs> yeah but it's brilliant <laughs> unbelievably talented guy and this stuff and it and he made me fall in love with gundams i've seen him I'm like whoa you know that's modeling you know and ever since then he comes every year and blows everybody away yeah it is but it doesn't really conform it to to your type to you know to they aren't breed standard Gundams, right? Oh, They're no. not. <laughs> right. But at the same time, though, when you have something like that in the traditional one, two, three, yeah, this guy would be walking away. Or yeah. you still have other competitors 
who can still get gold. And it's funny you said about 10 or 11% sure. because I've been doing some research. I really want to understand it fully. And I'm, I'm hearing that rough percentage across the board mm -hmm. when people are having questions about, well, what percentage, you know, in terms of how many medallions And I'm hearing about 10% of the entries tend to be gold. So it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's a nice confirmation of what I'm, what, what, what I'm reading about. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, I actually, I, I just thought it was interesting. Yep. You know, when I saw it, but I also used that figure, like, for example, I'm thinking of Wonderfest 23, right? Or 10%, just to use an even figure. And I get a thousand, I get, you know, 10% from her gold and I get a thousand entries. So I'm going to need at least a hundred golds, mm -hmm. you know, to give out. Um, so that's how I do my ordering. So I know, you know, I don't yep. want to get shorthanded. That's a little embarrassing. Yep. Um, but they, yeah, that's, that's what I gauged it on. I just felt I needed to know those numbers, you know? And, uh, oh, it's a good thing because I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna be seeing more contests going that way. I, yeah. I really think, based on what we've seen at you know in IPMS USA, you're gonna see more about it now. You know, and the other thing I was reading in some of the comment groups, you got to remember now, IPMS USA has like five six thousand members. You know, you look at some of these YouTube bottlers like Uncle Night Shift and stuff like that. They have hundreds of times more people who you know who are on the internet you know now it may not yeah. be totally accurate but there is a much larger community out there than ipms and just and if people have heard me harp about this just like the nmra you know people don't have to join ipms or the nmra to learn about model trains or how to build model kits you've got right. this wonderful thing called the internet now Mm -hmm. um you know and with sure. anything with covid it helped the idea of bringing social media and you know zoom calls and stuff like this so you know the groups whether it's ipms whether it's the shows they really have to reinvent themselves sure. especially at the group level and say what are you doing for me what are you doing for the the newer generation of bottlers who are you know and we've talked about on this show how big gundam is you know how it how it how it is the monster in the room in the far east in terms of total total worldwide sales a gundam release will outstrip anything out of north america and europe by a factor of 10 every time yep i i guess for me i just don't understand the when it comes to the one two three versus gold silver bronze i don't understand why you would ever do one two three uh in in this field i mean i could see one two three in something where that you aren't so in introducing a human element into the judging where uh, I have a where you can actually nail sorry Terry I'll just finish this where, sure. where you can actually nail down in some kind of a uh, an, a readily uh, trackable testing way one two three you got the highest marks you got the second highest marks you got the third highest marks it works in math it works in all kinds of things yeah but this is art as far as I'm concerned and to the extent yeah. that it's art uh, art artists bring different things to the same subject and you can look at the same subject from five different perspectives and everybody will have potential everyone has a potential shot at a masterpiece on that one thing not one of them is one they're all gold or they're all in gold and silver and bronze or you've got whatever to me that's what we should be trying to reward that's what we should be trying to recognize in this hobby that this is art that we're we're to, to to a great extent we're artists it, it, some of us aren't but we at least aspire to be right. and 
and and I think uh, the, the, I don't understand the one two three unless one two three is simply you've got to pick one person, and then we can worship that guy. <laughs> no, no, no. I I think it's inherited from an older system. Uh, think dog shows. Think flower shows. Think um, baking competitions. All this stuff you, back in the Victorian period and such and forward. It's like you're you're judging the the fox terriers versus the bull terriers versus the Yorkshire terriers and such. So you get a one, two, three there. Then those ones go in and they go on to compete further up flower shows. I don't know if they ever did that kind of stuff. Maybe they did, but um, yeah, that way you have all these distinct categories and that's, Mm. that's the system that was brought forward in the forties or fifties, whenever the IPMS started doing this. Um, But now, now it's bigger you know now there's so much more going on so when there's so much more you actually kind of have to reduce the categories you have to say like wonderfest does or or any gsb it's like okay 70 second scale aircraft 70 second scale helicopters 48 scale aircraft or just fixed wing 48 scale fixed wing versus rotor whatever you want to do um that way you you have it open and each each item is judged on its own but you couldn't do that when you had such disparate categories that's interesting that's interesting and that makes a lot of sense to me terry i wonder too if there's a bit of an engineering element to it where like in the old days um and by old i mean like in the 60s and earlier modeling was a lot of less focus on the finish and more focus on the creation of the engineering elements and the accuracy of a replica and that kind of thing um so it, it because in those days mm-hmm. there was a lot of it was scratch building and you yeah. were, and so you you would be looking for those characteristics in the build and perhaps that in the, integrated into that system as well and now we're we have a much broader uh, range of of skill sets that come to this and it's not just uh, engineering and construction it's you know all these other things yeah inclu- including placement and story and everything uh, it's, uh, uh Something, something else I think is really handy, and I think, Terry, you helped me with this a couple years ago. Do you remember a young lady brought a giant scratch-built yes. model of the Normandy? Yes. Is that what it was? Yes. From Homeworld? Yes. Yes. It was huge. Probably 36 inches long at least. Yeah. Made out of balsa wood. Yeah. And, and it was really cool. It was a 10-footer. Yeah. Once you got up close, you could tell she hadn't had any experience with the medium. Right. <laughs> Terry and me and I can't remember was it Matt Davis but somebody else Neil spent, for Neil Prentice I think and probably Matt because Matt was yeah probably Matt yep we spent a half hour with that girl and her mom while she was putting that thing away at the end of the contest explaining to her if you want to avoid the grain you know you could seal it you know just trying to help her because it was if she she knew how to do that medium it would have been awesome yes <laughs> you know it was damn near there <laughs> yeah and I don't know if she's ever come back, but that's no, I'd never heard. I, I gave her contact information, said, please, you know, I can get you going on some of this, you know, where you want to go. But yeah. 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 I hope we, kind of I hope she wasn't disappointed, in. but you know, it, it's just the, the venue and what she was competing with was, was not the same. Right. Right. But yeah, that's, that's one of my happy memories. I mean, that's, yeah. why, we're, that's why we're in there. Yeah. You, know, you exactly. see it. My goodness. You could see the talent just, yeah. you know, Yep. It's, 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 it's definitely yeah. there. Definitely. 
All right. I think we'll wrap this up, George, because we know you have other other things you got to do. Freshly back. You got to get over over that damn jet lag. Um, but as always, you're always welcome. Uh, I think as we get closer to June, yeah. once some guests are announced, we'll be glad to have you back or one of your team. And sure. we'll keep plugging away at this because this is always, always good fun. Um, when we talk Wonderfest and all the cool things, uh, you know, and we've got, like I say, we've got a sizable Canadian contingent that comes yeah. down from our, from our area, all our troublemakers. Once again, I'll apologize in advance for them all. Um, but you know, <laughs> so much I can do. Uh, but no, as always, an absolute pleasure to have you on. Uh, what's, what you're currently working on your bench these days? Uh, I don't know if you can see it or not. Uh, Let's see. Let's move his camera over. <laughs> wow, that's an exciting room. The basement's full now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what have you, what have you got am, there? I'm working on moose. Ah, the moose. From Chappie? Yes. This is the wet, the wet workshop kit. Very nice. Very and nice. As usual, I get carried away. No. And, and they, molded, <laughs> they, they molded in some chalk absorbers. I couldn't stand. <laughs> oh. so, so I went to scale reproduction. Yeah. And I found some RC springs. Oh, very nice. There you and go. I'm, very and nice. I'm in the middle of this All right. is nowhere near done, but that's. <laughs> well, if you could do me a, a favor and take one or two p pictures and send it our way, I'd sure. love to throw that up in the show notes. And as I say, we always love uh, when having you join us. We're glad you, I was very jealous watching you making your way through England at some of the pubs and restaurants because oh, it's been man. years since I've been there. Um, so yeah, a good pint's always, always good. Yeah. Uh, you know, wonderful, wonderful spot. So once again, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me guys. It's been a while. Yeah. Great to see yeah. you again. Yeah. Tara, good seeing you, man. We'll, we'll talk again before Wonderfest. We can do yeah. this again. Definitely. All right. Thank you, sir. Okay, fellas. Right. Bye. Bye. I would have been curious, and I should have asked George whether he felt when he looked at the, the models on the the SIG the SIG displays, uh, whether he felt that they were, you know, similar or comparable quality to the ones that were actually yeah. in the car. Because I know that that's always a kickback or, that I hear from from the ones who support one two three. Oh well, we're giving just you're just giving participation awards yeah. now. But see, those aren't awarded. Those uh... aren't in the contest. It's, it's the exact every, everybody opposite. Everybody wins a prize day. Yeah. You know? No. No. See, that's the. I think that's the confusion, right? It's the exact yeah. opposite, and you have to leave this in the in the shows too. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I gave away participation events uh, trophies at the uh, Cincy show just for stuff in. Oh, we got to have a third, so it's this because that's the only thing on the table. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, we'll get them. We'll get them. Uh, circumstances will conspire to let, to have that happen everywhere. But yeah. my guess is that there are modelers in those special interest groups. Who are the top top quality, top of their top of their game? They just don't want to go through the whole contest. Oh, crap. and I, I, I think yeah. you have both. I think you, and like people like me who don't enter contests, I'll be glad to throw a few kits on there. They're they're nowhere going to be even close to a bronze, but it's good fun to have your stuff there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And frankly, it shows the range of like the other thing too. Some of these shows can be intimidating to new modelers who come in and they see the quality of the builds on the table and they think I can never compete with that. Yeah. Well, no, we all started there somewhere. It's kind of yeah. nice in a way to be able to see a range of quality of builds showing the range of development through the hobby. 
Exactly. Yeah, and I bring pr- plenty of stuff to shows that I know have zero yeah. chance of of, I of winning bring, anything. I would bring more. But I just want to get I... it on the table so people can see it. Hey, I built a door wings yeah. thing. Here it is. Um, you know. I got to start bringing more. It's just my problem is I'm always carrying the gear. You know, trying well, to get yeah. the gear set up and everything. Oh, no, wine, wine, wine. I know. I'm going to try and I'm going to try and do. This is why I'm working on this. Uh, what if RCAF stuff? Because my goal is at one point I'm going to. Yeah, I'll I'll bring them out. Just got to do that. All right, and that was a great interview we had with George. There, we just decided to go right, 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 right into it. It was a pre-record. Um, yeah, good conversation. So let's yes, just it quick, was. Yeah, so let's just quickly. Uh, we talked for like almost an hour there with mm-hmm. George. Uh, so let's now talk about uh, Sean's custom model tools. Now we're going to talk a bit about Sean's custom model tools, one of our other sponsors of the Scale Model Podcast. Some very cool things, both 3D printed and the Goodman Super Sanding Blocks. Let's start with the Microset and Microsole Decal Set Bottle Stand. This is. Uh, purposely designed for the microscale set and sole. Uh, most modelers over the years, they've tipped these bottles over. So uh, this is a very handy thing. At $14.95, you can uh, put them both together. They're printed in blue and red for easy identification. Comes with a black base, and they actually have little magnets on it, so it helps keeps them in place. Definitely a good deal. I use mine all the time, and I can well recommend them. Let's talk a bit about those Goodman Model Super Sanding Blocks, namely the Value Pack Combo for $28.99. You get the 80 grit, 180 grit, 220, 320, 400, and 600. Uh, Just an amazing set, Uh, just what you need. And you can also, uh, if you want, you can also get a a sanding, super sanding block stand for it which also uh, really makes life a little bit easier, helps helps things keep it organized. The other thing too is they have, they have the awesome model tape dispenser for uh, your various tapes. It's basically a 3D printed thing. You put spools of your tapes, it's got a little razor blade to help uh, cut it. And it's a really, really good design. Uh, so yeah, works out really well and yours for $19.95. So check out these and other amazing deals at SeansCustomModelTools.com and uh, also on Facebook and tell them that the Scale Model Podcast sent you. Okay, what's on the bench? Uh, for me, slow and steady on the Musaru Cup. I've got the cabin back end on the darn body, still fiddly. i uh, been weathering some of the wheels. So I got to paint the... Um, hubcaps and some of the mud flaps somehow i missed the mud flaps so they need to be painted i did get some ho scale sheep i'm going to add to the diorama i primed them with white and then i've been reading up some techniques for dry brushing and uh, a couple of people have suggested you do dry brushing with gray but also a little bit of sand that helps bring out the uh the dirt that they have Mm. in their fleece so i'm going to play with that um, nothing on the mechs. I haven't had a ton of time, and I'm still deciding what I'm going to build after after the Musa Cup. You're going to put some, um, to me, a panel, a brown panel color on those sheep, just to I sort could. of. I could. Possibly. You know, if they've been out in the, if they've been mm-hmm. out in the in the wilds a little bit, they're going to be a little bit nasty. Well, that's why. That's why. Like I said, they. Some people say gray and a bit of the sand color. Oh, I would start. Dirt. I would go browner than yeah, that. I might. I so, there's about yeah, 20 CPU washes. CPU washes yeah. are your friend yeah. too. I have you about can 20, thin those out. I have about twenty sheep, so this will be a, a, a little bit of the experimentation. Okay, 
Jeff, how about you? Well, I, I, the, the Hanley Page 0400 is killing me. It, it, is, it is driving me <laughs> to uh, <laughs> an early grade. Trying to do the rigging, trying to hold the, hold everything and, and, and do the CA and the accelerator. It's, uh, you know what? It's a skill set that I have yet to master, and I'm not quite there yet. But well, anyway, you, you have to work on it because you, you remember we had that guy that did those things in 1400 Cessnas and stuff like that. So. I don't even want to be. I don't even want to think about that. That that gives me hives. All anyway, right. so I, while I was halfway through that, I picked up this old Airfix um, out to, to the, on, on the theme of picking things off the shelf of doom and working on them. This old Airfix Albatross uh, D five A. Uh, tiny, tiny. I, I it's it is tiny. Like this is it. It's, yeah. it's a teeny, yep. teeny little beast. Whoop! Well, I just broke it. Anyway. And there goes all the rigging. And there goes everything. But anyway, I picked it up and I figured, well, I've got the airbrush up and powered. I might as well sort of do some more spraying. And I started playing with those old Humbrol paints that I inherited. Oh, from good. The next model. And those are nice paints. Aren't you know? they nice? If you mix them right. Yeah. And I, I use self-leveling thinner from the, the from the Unicorn Tear collection. And it works well with Humbrol. It works, so it works with the Unicorn Tears. Interesting. It does. It works with the Unicorn Tears. I tested it on just scrap first. Because that's an enamel. Humbrol's an enamel. Old I school know, enamel. But, wow. But, but it works. And, and but the thing is, you have to keep it mixed because it'll separate. And, oh, yeah. And uh, keep it mixed. And what it does is it makes the Humbrol dry really fast. Because interesting. Humbrol, my issue with Humbrol in the past is it takes days to dry. Yeah. That's an enamel. Yeah. Yeah. yeah interesting. I like that. Interesting. Boom. Fires it right through quick. And I have never that. heard of anyone doing that. Interesting, Jeff. You are a trendsetter. So mm -hmm. It also stinks to high heaven, though. It does smell a bit. You got to have the ventilation system on for yep. sure. But it was worth it. And you get a beautiful granularity. Those humble things have really fine greens in them. Yep. Yep. And the colors are pretty accurate. So that was kind of great. Cool. And then in our build session, one of our fellow build members, president of our London club, Frank Donati, who is a god at uh, do weathering armor and doing armor, I'd mentioned that I really wanted to to play around with weathering on armor. I, I, I'm not very good at building armor, but I wanted to try building yeah. by weathering. So he donated this kit that he says, well, it was one of his early efforts. It's crap. It's not crap. This is a beautiful kit. He did a great job. Photo etch all over it and everything. Russian, a Russian APC for those who aren't watching well it's a tank it's a full-on tank yeah it's like an ape yeah it's like um i'm trying to remember the name of it but it's bdms it's a bdm it's one of those yeah. it's one of the bdms with tracks yeah. yeah 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 sbds and or what <laughs> anyway never mind um anyway so i'm playing around with that i'm starting to uh, try different um, techniques on it i'm not anywhere near the stage that i want to be at it on it yet but it's been a fun experience and i want to just just do a shout out to frank and thank him very much for that so anyway, that's where I am now. Frank's a good guy. He's also going to be, he's also now on the executive for IPMS Canada. Yeah. And without portfolio. Without, well, you know, they're <laughs> going to slowly ease them in, right? Yeah, you know, exactly. So we'll see what happens there. Okay. And don't you have something cool for the grandson? You're going to have like a oh, Christmas right. project? That's yeah. Right. Well, I have two, I have two grandsons uh, close by who yep. are of an age where they can get into modeling. And I have a third grandson close by who is two. Right. So for him, I've set up the Christmas train for him to destroy. So that's, Excellent. that'll be done. Um, for the elder grandson, the eight-year-old, he's he's a really quite a good artist, and he's very good at drawing and, and, and everything. So that my daughter's enrolled him in art class now, and he's loving it. 
So I have I have inherited years ago. My grandfather and my grandmother uh, on two different sides of the family were both artists, and they gave, each gave me their uh, oil painting plein air kits, oh, which is okay. you know, like wooden box with all the good cool stuff yeah. in it. Yeah, covered covered with paint and and everything. So I've been cleaning them up, cleaning up one my grandfather's, which I'm going to give to my grandson uh, with the story. And I've had cleared this with my daughter. So she's right. all in love with the idea. And we're going to fill it up with all the supplies for, nice. you know, what, he, for what he might be interested in doing. And it has a story to it as well, which he'll, he'll like. But in order to not make my other grandson, his brother, feel bad about getting yes. you know, yes. you got I a know. special person. I, I just get yep. Yep. Um, I asked my daughter what he might like, and she said he'd like a model. I said, well, okay, well, what one? Does he want to build it with me or what? He says, no, he wants you to, he, he'd want you to build it. He'd want you, he'd want one that you made that's unique for him. Aww. So, <laughs> so I'm trying to think what would be cool. And I thought, okay, I've got a couple of Thunderbird twos, mm -hmm. but that might be a little too on the nose. And so I'm thinking uh, a couple of years ago, I picked up a bag kit of the testers SR 75 penetrator in 148 yep. scale. Yep. And I'm thinking I'll do that. But I'm going to do it in a very colorful kind of superhero scheme, kind of. Mm, that'll be cool. As opposed cool. to just black and silver, something. There you more go. Cool. I have to play with that and figure it out. But I might use a bunch of. I got a whole bunch of those black or metallic uh, auto colored colors from uh, uh, Model Master that I might play with and see I how they. I'd forgotten about this kit. Yeah, this is like you could almost make it like one of the Avenger planes, similar. Yes. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's kind of like a, it came with like a little uh, a, a droney thing. Yeah, the X7. Yeah. yeah, the Thunder. Yeah, I'm looking at this. This is a cool looking kit, Jeff. I'd forgotten about this. Your yeah, grandkids, up, your grandson's going to love it. Yeah, Blappy picked up a bunch of them from some guy at a show years ago for like five bucks each or something. So wow. Yeah, I mean, I can bang it by charging me ten or something. Bastard! <laughs> I've got one of those. I can cut you shield mask, you know, shield masks, or anything like that if you want. Oh, perfect, perfect. Oh, I gotta <laughs> play around with it and see what I can do. Just I, I, I just started thinking about it this morning, and uh, I'm and, gonna have to I, get my hands on one of these at some point. They look cool. Yeah, it's kind of fun. Perfect. So I think, if, yeah, it's the kind of one where it's not a kit that I was gonna spend a ton of time super detailing because no, no. what if anyway, but yeah. it's this actually, I think it's got my it's got my juices running because it, it's awesome. completely out of the wall. So it could be a lot of fun. And you get to be the cool grandpa yet again. I think you get a kick out of it. So I'm yeah, looking forward exactly. to it. Exactly. You know what? It's always good. You you play to the strengths. So that's going to be fun. So do what we can. All right. Well, that's so, me. Awesome, man. Terry, go ahead. My that's friend. great. Um, yeah, I've I've got some work done. Um, actually, on the uh, multi deck carrier, it's. Um, there that guy there. There it is. Yep. 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 Four decks. I, I like it. I, I mentioned to Peter Fay that you're working on it. So ah, he's going yeah. to be watching as well. Yeah. I hope it turned out as, job on as good as yeah. the Asuka would be great. Yeah. Uh, it's got all the, the markings on it. I was thinking I might be able to mask and paint the whites on the carrier decks, but I don't think I can easily do that the way white's, it's set up. White's challenging too. Well, it's not that. It's that the strips have these kind of perpendicular slots mm. part way down along them and yeah. if i i'm painting i don't think i can efficiently mask that right okay. um so either decal it or i may even just cut vinyl cool. and lay vinyl down on it all right um but yeah multiple coats of nato black multiple coats of clear and i may need to buff it but i'm not i'm not sure it depends how i do it yep yeah. 
uh, and started the Christmas. Well, I started the Christmas birds a while ago, but I got a lot of work done this weekend. They're about 90% done. I will show it to you guys, but I we won't, won't say anything yet. Is. We don't tell, we don't tell oh. anyone because we, it looks very and nice. You can't see the contrast of the bird's breast. It's a kind of it an off white breast, cool. but you can't see So this it is something for those who don't know, this is something Terry's been doing for years. That's nice. And I, we, we don't reveal it until he knows the family who the gift, the recipients have gotten them. And yeah. then we let people know, and they're always yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've been great. doing it for how long? You been doing uh, it since '97 or '98. See, you how know. many birds would you think that adds up to? Twenty-five. And then, how many are you making per year? Oh, um, well, it's it's gone up from the original yeah, one was imagine. just a couple. Yeah. Uh, but now it's nine. I do nine of them. And then he signed, you know, all individually signed and numbered by the artist. Yeah. And they're all different. Yeah. That's uh, a and lot and this, this one, most years, it's it's mostly an airbrushing exercise with freehand masks and such. Mm -hmm. But this bird is a super speckled, stripey little guy. And um, so it's there's some airbrushing, but it's mostly hand painted. Well, we I look forward say, to doing that. Look mostly hand painted to me. Yeah. yeah. Really looks yeah. Good. job, too. Well, we look forward closer to Christmas when you can officially show it to the world. Yep. So. I've just got to put its landing gear on and uh, give it a clear coat. And I think it'll be cl pretty close to done. Cool. Yeah, I've awesome. never seen a hummingbird look that good before. Oh, uh, oh sorry. sorry. I have plans to do a hummingbird. It's a, it'll be <laughs> a challenging one. Not this year. Just uh, lying. This yeah. year, folks. Just saying. <laughs> I do have plans. All righty. So what are we reading? Let's start with Jeff this time. Jeff, what are you reading? I am. Uh, I, well, you know, I've started a new book. Um, I, I'm, I'm still I'm reading the one that Terry talked about, which is the immense worlds book uh, ages ago. But I'm reading that on my iPad. And, and for the for, for when I for the times when I wanted to go analog, I picked up another book from my son in law, whose father gave it to him. His father's from Scotland. He brought this book over from the UK. It's priced in pounds. Mm -hmm. It's called SAS Bravo 30 Bravo 30. And it's uh, by Des Powell and Damian Lewis. It's a, a memoir uh, uh, of the SAS members' uh, expeditions in Iraq during the Iraq the Gulf Wars. There were three SAS teams that went in: Bravo One Zero, Bravo Two Zero, Bravo Three Zero. Bravo Two Zero was a famous uh, famous in the sense that it was wiped out, yeah, captured, tortured. One guy survived, and uh, Bravo One Zero. I don't even think it ever actually got out of the UK. Bravo Three Zero, you never heard about. Because it was successful, and of course, Official Secrets Act, they couldn't talk about it and, yeah. um, until, until after a period of time went past, and now he could. Anyway, this book is amazing. The interest, it's kind of like um, the opening chapter is, is like watching uh, the beginnings of, of a Rogue Heroes series. Uh, you know, it just starts with two guys in a, in a Toyota in the desert. And getting scoped out by a couple of locals, and then getting into a, a firefight, and the whole mental process of going through—you're in foreign territory, you're in their territory. You, how mm -hmm. do you deal with this? Mm -hmm. And you got to also win hearts and minds, so you can't take the first shot because you got to wait and see what their intentions are. I mean, it—it it made me realize that I would be dead within seconds in those. <laughs> Well, uh, as, as we say, the Americans may object, but when you care enough to send the very best, you send the SAS. Yeah, I mean, it was, uh, it, it's, it's a, I, I, I've, I've just started it. I'm at two chapters in. 
uh, but it's hooked me. So I, I, just on the basis of those, I'd recommend it. And it's got pictures. It's his whole story. It's his story. I mean, and, and, awesome. and he also goes back home, talks about how it impacts on his family life. That kind of sure. Thing. Yeah. But that's uh, an important thing as well. Exactly. But it's one of those things that is so far removed from my normal life that uh, um, it kind of takes you out of it. And yep. you, 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 you start looking at the world through those types of eyes, and I can't imagine what that would look like. Yep, I can see that. Very cool. <sighs> okay, Terry. Uh, still reading Ed Young's An Immense World um, and, and some pulp fiction on the side. Um, mm-hmm. It's fascinating. I've gone through hearing um, and then into the really weird stuff, the electrosensory, and now into the magnetic sense. Uh, and, and what's amazing in all of these is how... Uh, organisms have reused structures and and cells and 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 um, even molecules to do different things mm-hmm. over time and that's how a lot of these how does this come about it's like well you know the body's the, it finds a way to do different things you know like <laughs> into the how do how do you even investigate whether something can sense the electromagnetic field you can tell it does Mm-hmm. But how does it? You know, it's and the, the birds birds using optical pigments and their eyes tied together with flavonoid with flavins and their magnetic sensors. It's in their eyes. They probably wow. can see the magnetic fields to some degrees. Crazy. Yeah. The migratory ones. Some of them wouldn't have any need for it, right? Mm-hmm. But the mechanism's sitting there. Oh wow. Nature <laughs> nature finds a way. It's 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 one of these books where you you need to read reread things. Yeah, it's yeah. on my to list make sure as well. you know what you're doing. And then I'm I'm on Google. It's like I think I know what these are and I'm looking up the chemistry and stuff. It's like, <laughs> okay, well now I'm down another rabbit hole. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. That that's what makes a really, for a good book. It's a really good uh, it is that. It's one of those where you read a chapter and then you think about it and then you go back and you start you kind of got to pick it up again just to make sure you got it i just got finished the the the, the smell one about with the dogs and the rest mm. the realization that they're and i always knew this i'm sure you did you do terry and same same with you Stuart. that they experience the world completely different from like mm-hmm. we do and we, we we impose our visual orientation on them all the time as opposed to just letting them run with their noses and yep. figure yeah 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 and our our sense of olfaction it's it's tied very heavily to my job um is is very good it's very we have a great discrimination but mm. our sensitivity is not that high and we don't use it the same way dogs do right Mm-mm. and we can't use it the same way dogs do or you know other other animals but smell is is chemosensory it's the oldest sense yeah yeah, yeah. this is fascinating fascinating read yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's on oh. my cue on my cue to read. Um, so I am still working my way through Coming of Age in the Milky Way by Timothy Ferris, a uh, very famous astronomy writer. This is kind of all going through the history. So I just this finished the great. 18th century, just getting into the 19th, just fascinating stories about some of these characters. And that's, that's, an, that's an older remember. book, too, I think. Oh, I yeah, yeah, yeah. Ago. I yeah. hadn't read it. I just had never came upon it and I found it. And uh, again, great great book and i'm just really enjoying on like how some of the discoveries you know where things were done you know some were done independently uh but others wouldn't have happened unless they relied on they read about someone's previous works yeah yeah oh and speaking of of that um 
a new season of Connections was made. Yes. Oh. James James Burke was interviewed on uh, Skeptic's Guide to the Universe uh, about that as well. And Ooh. yeah, it's and That's he's talking right. about it's fascinating because how different the different series were made and now he can do so much more but it doesn't have to go anywhere they just do it in green screen <laughs> mm-hmm. that's gonna be but nice. it lets him do so much more than he possibly could have done before and he's got to be a lot older than he he's was like 90 he's got to be <laughs> he's, he's going yeah. strong he's going strong yeah you, you would not know it listening to him so if you want to listen to that that's a couple episodes ago on yeah Skeptic's Guide to the universe yep. Yep, space.com has a few things here. So we will throw up a link to that in our What's New. And, um, and we don't do this, but I will mention that um, for, as far as what we're watching, I just finished oh. I, watched, I just finished watching, binging Slow Horses on Apple+. Plus. I don't know if any of you have heard well, of it. Oh, I've heard of Slow Horses, yes. With Gary, Gary Oldman. It's a British, yep. it's a British uh, show about like the, the, the lowest class of MI5, which is called Slough House. Yeah, it's hilarious. Well, it's not hilarious. It's well, it's really well done, but it has got an element of humor to it. But yep. it's 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 just great spy, classic, you know, British spy stuff, yep. the Cold War kind of stuff. And and Gary Oldman is such an asshole. I mean, oh. he's such a <laughs> such a nasty. The role like, is great. He's he's perfect for the role. He's perfect for it, but he is just a just a dirty, slimy, you know, ex Cold War veteran who just as cynical as all get out. And I can, I, as I said to my wife the other night, I can just about smell him through the screen, yep. <laughs> through the cigarettes and the not showering and the oh. dirty clothes and the oh, anyway. But it's worth watching. It's a great show. Uh, there's some language in it, but guess what? In that world, that's fair. <laughs> Well, if we're going to talk about what else we've seen, I just watched uh, the first of three specials celebrating Doctor Who's 60th anniversary. Nice. Uh, They brought back one of the old Doctors and Companions. This is all in preparation for the new Doctor coming in the Mm -hmm. new year. I believe once a week now. So, yeah, getting those from from Auntie Beeb to watch that. Okay, things we've seen. Um, We did talk about with our interview, Cosmic Scale Models out of the, the U.K., if you're a sci-fi fan, this is a very dangerous store. I'm just going to point yes. that out. Also, if you have deep pockets, it's a very dangerous store. But again, it's we'll not just, expensive. No, we'll just leave it. We'll just leave that, okay? For yeah. anyone to want to have a look. And there's all sorts of goodies, some Bandai's, some unique things. How about the Spaceballs scatter set? One thirty-second scale. You know, so you've got, you know, the everything you need to have be in space ball one including the fire hydrant uh space clipper Man. replacement ceiling from 2001 you know one one twelfth scale mangalore mercenaries yeah from fifth element i love it yeah. that's perfect. red dwarf oh how about space clipper crew and passengers for your 2001 space clipper i still got to get me a copy of that kit so do I. The 350th yeah. scale. This is for the 72nd scale one. I don't have room for that, but yeah. yeah so I, anyway. I think I would have I would have to get the 72nd scale. And for hopefully sure. we will see him as a vendor at Wonderfest at some point. Okay. I've also added uh, a story about, as they mentioned, James Burke's connections coming out. Anything else before we get to the tail end of this, Salinas? I don't think so. 
It's been a long one, Stuart. It's been awesome. Well, it's a good interview. And again, we always like covering the news and seeing what new things. And, you know, we always say we have hope. We have hope. So episode 130 is also sponsored by our good friend, Brett and Chrissy at Return to Kit Form, where summer is now coming into Australia there. Uh, Check out some cool things they have. Again, if I do work on my Valkyrie, I've got a canopy mask already for it. Uh, and some other stuff. They're also the uh, non-North American distributor for Moscato Hobby Models. And uh, John's been doing some cool stuff. So make sure you check out their site. If you want anything Macross, it should be your first first choice. Also, those Super Sanding Blocks by Goodman. If you're out of North America, definitely check those those out in the States as well. So, And as always, we thank them for their support as well. All right. So... Let's get into our last little bit. So we're sp- um, so for see, I'm just getting tired already. I tell you, terrible. Yeah, it's bedtime. It's a long day. Been a long day. So for episode 130 of the Scale Model Podcast, my name is Stuart Clark. I'm Jeff Highland. I'm Terry Measley reminding you to reserve your Wonderfest rooms. There's only Ooh. 180 days. There we go. Well done. Well, well done. done. Another, another plug. Thank you, and be well.